Hi everyone, my name is Jesse and you're listening to the first episode of Face to Face. My guest for today is Sebastian Christensen Haynes. Sebastian is probably the kindest, warmest person I know. I had the luxury of getting to know him during these last three years dancing together at the Netherlands Dance Theatre, one of the best and most prestigious contemporary dance companies in the world. At age 25, after dancing about 10 years in a professional company, Sebastian is moving on to a new chapter in his life, traveling back to Copenhagen where he will build a life as a freelance dancer, a husband, an independent artist. I was lucky enough to be able to sit down and have a conversation with him the day before he set off on his new journey. Before uh, before we get into it, mm-hmm. tell me quickly who you are, who do I have in front of me? <laughs> <laughs> the honor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> My name is Sebastian. Um, I'm a dancer. Mm-hmm. I guess I can say that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Born in the States. Uh, really? Yeah. But I didn't even know that. Yeah, right outside Washington, D.C. Oh, wow. And uh, moved to Denmark, where my mother grew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was quite young, two or three years old, moved with her back to Denmark. And grew up there. Pretty much uh, countryside. <laughs> Until I was uh, 12 years old, then I moved to Copenhagen and began the city life. <laughs> mm-hmm. You began real, real, real city life at, at 12. <laughs> the eyes just opened up. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. And that was um, you did that for your for your studies to go study in the uh, Royal Danish Ballet School. Yes, is that correct? Yes, okay. Royal Danish Ballet School. And, um, yeah, just to, to finish the last couple of years of school, mm-hmm. what was at that point the only thing, and then you became an apprentice. Mm-hmm. Now the system is a bit different and people also get a high school, uh, diploma. Diploma. I never got this. You never I, got a high school <laughs> diploma. <laughs> 16, boom, into company, go, try wow. to swim. <laughs> yeah. Cause the, okay. That's interesting. Cause that's what you said. You said, um, mm-hmm. That you haven't been like let's say without a schedule since you were sixteen. I was like, yeah. I was wondering in that moment. I will get back to that later. But I was wondering in that moment, like, oh, have you been in a company from when you were sixteen, or or were you still referencing uh, school uh, schedule in that moment? Yeah. Wow. Full on company. Yeah. And so you roll into the ballet from ballet ballet school training. You roll into being an apprentice in the company immediately. Yeah. Then that's for everyone. They don't choose an apprentice. They choose. Or they do. They choose. And every year in the education also, they they uh, cut people. I see. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's pretty similar to... It's actually pretty similar to my school. Yeah. My yeah. school uh, yeah. in Antwerp. Yeah. Um, kind of also moved into Antwerp when I was 12 to there go in dormitory. Also go. a little bit, you know, <laughs> city life, I guess. Yeah. Eye-opening. <laughs> So, and then exactly like um, the Royal Ballet of Flanders, mm-hmm. which now actually is called Ballet Flanders because oh. uh, they're not called Royal Ballet of Flanders. Uh, after everything um, that happened, that's yeah, how it is. The, um, how you call it, the merging from yeah. the opera department yes. and the ballet department. Um, it's just called Ballet Flanders now. Okay. I need to do that. I need to say that right. Mm-hmm, of course. <laughs> um, but they also pick, I think, two apprentices each year from mm-hmm. the school mm-hmm. uh, that then either 
you know, continue in the company or not. Oh, wow, but um, you know there are two spots. Like Yeah, usually. I think maybe sometimes there's a, an exception or something, but I think mainly it's always been two people. So, yeah. That's competition. Yeah, it's a little bit like everywhere in yeah. this yeah. this world. Huh? Yeah. So, yeah, and you're actually speaking of this world, meaning the comp- company life, mm-hmm. auditioning company life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're on the verge of starting a new chapter, leaving mm-hmm. that behind you. Mm-hmm. We we said goodbye to you yesterday, <laughs> yeah. and with we I mean uh, Netherlands Dance Theater yes. and Um You gave a beautiful speech. Thank you. <laughs> um, brought me and some of the other dancers to tears, which I don't like to admit, but it's true <laughs> because you spoke very honest. Um, I was wondering if you, if you wanna tell us a little bit about that um, goodbye or uh, about the new new chapter that you're mm. starting for yourself. Mm. Yeah, at this point, it's been nine years. Technically, ten with this extra gap year mm-hmm. uh, of company life, and it's been beautiful. It's been great, uh, challenging, and mm-hmm. all the emotions, the full rainbow, um, and really lucky to be able to to experience the world like this. To mm-hmm get to share with an audience, to get to share with colleagues, colleagues that really, truly become family. Mm. There's so much hard work and love and passion that, yeah, you you depend on each other so much. Totally. But now, now it's time to, to see what is in the... In the backpack. Yeah. Let's see what I what I can do on yeah. my own two feet. Yeah. <laughs> can I fly? Can I run? <laughs> Or will can you... I swim? <laughs> Maybe I'll just jump you down. You try and fly, and you fall out. <laughs> of oh no, no, I don't, I don't <laughs> see that for you. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing I like roller coasters. Oh yeah. I think that will good. help me. Oh my god, I hate them. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no roller coasters for me. <laughs> But I'm, I mean, it's a good metaphor for you, then maybe for your next... Uh, <laughs> Let's go loops, uh, corkscrews. You want to go upside oh, down yes. and spirals and... See it from a different <laughs> angle, it's all fine. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't throw up after, I guess. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, I was thinking, because maybe for people that are listening and they don't... Um, they don't have a clear image, let's say, of mm. what it means, because we're referencing now mm-hmm. uh, company life, mm-hmm. maybe... Um, maybe you can sketch a little bit mm-hmm. what, what it embodies to be a dancer in a professional company mm-hmm. um, from the daily schedule mm-hmm. to um, going on tour, mm-hmm. uh, preparing uh, new creations. Mm-hmm. Uh, can be uh, based on your years in the Royal Danish mm-hmm. or your last three years in NDT, but mm-hmm. to give a little bit of a, a context mm-hmm. for people that don't know mm-hmm. uh, what it embodies. So for most companies, they are a body of dancers who, in some cases, are divided into different ranks. This is mostly in the classical realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and otherwise, no, just a, a body of dancers. Um, 
we usually go for a morning warm-up slash technique class that is uh, taught by a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, this is to keep in shape. This is to keep technique going. This mm -hmm. is to warm up for the day. And in many ways, also, this becomes our, uh, like, mantra. Like, uh, it's our home. Yeah. Our class. Base. Like, yeah. really. Um, and sometimes you fight with yourself. You look in the mirror. It's a bit, uh, it can be a bit confronting. But you do it together. And that's, where, that's really also where the community of the, the company lies many times. Is in the ballet class because you're not preparing anything for anybody or uh, no internal competition, no struggle. D this is all in the other part of it. The when the process of casting comes in, let's say. Exactly. You, it's yeah. not something you decide. It's not something you are in charge of. So the class is really our safety. Yeah. Um, and then a company would have rehearsals, rehearsals during the day for whatever productions are being performed or will be performed in the future. Rehearsals can be uh, picking up where we left off, maybe from creation, maybe it's uh, remounting, maybe it's, uh, it can be so many different things. Mm -hmm. um, research experiments. <laughs> There should, be, there should be more. There should be so much more. <laughs> we can go crazy. I mean, it's a empty box studio, so mm -hmm. anything goes. Yeah. Um, we talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, there's something magical about these places. It's filled with fantasy. Um, and then we would uh, do performances, uh, performances for audiences many times in a theater setting. Um, many companies, especially the classical companies, have a, a home base where this is their theater where they perform. Mm -hmm. um, and then from time to another go on, on tour, maybe nationally, internationally. And then <clears throat> uh, companies like NDT really are touring company in yeah. In a big way, like we, we go across the Netherlands with multiple programs a season and then international tours, maybe three, four months of the year. It's, maybe yeah, not. it's almost, it's I would almost say, uh, it's, or they, or they said, uh, to me that it's almost 50%, <laughs> um, uh, internationally and national, uh, touring or performances, which is quite rare, I think for, I a, think so. for a company. It's a lot, at least. <laughs> it is a lot. And we feel that after a while. Yeah, well. I mean, we do. This year, this year, of course, was very strange. Mm. Um, we didn't tour at all, basically. We had hey. one tour. Oh. <laughs> we had one tour. Uh, when, when, when I say tour, I mean international mm -hmm. tour. We had one tour to Belgium, mm, nice. my home country. Yes. We had one show there, and then we had a couple of shows in, in Germany. Mm. But... Um, yeah, compared to what we did the years before in terms of touring, that was, that was not Brazil, uh, Mexico, yeah. Korea, South Korea, yeah. Um, where else did we go? Italy, some nice places in Italy. Yeah. Um, we went to Serbia, yeah. to uh, Ukraine. Ukraine yeah. We, yeah, some amazing places. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, 
because I actually I, I would like to ask you a little bit about the, maybe the differences or let's say um, you know you've you've danced several years mm. in the Royal Danish mm. before coming to NDT for uh, three years mm. um, and the, a little bit the differences between maybe you know dif- different companies different mindsets but I would say that one of the things that 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 makes NDT a little bit um, jump out from those other companies is that we really do go to these amazing places uh, on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, there are there any other things that you're, um, with your experience now, that you put in perspective and you see a bit of difference in terms of approach to, to dance, to more specifically ballet maybe, mm-hmm. um, and, and creations? Maybe mm-hmm. that's an interesting thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Something about also this about having your own home stage versus going out places, mm-hmm. knowing exactly the luxury of knowing exactly where you're going in the evening and also the luxury of having a break that's actual break and not a bus ride before mm-hmm. the show um, is very different. It's also you, you, you break the comfort or the comfort is just not there when you when you have to travel so you you have to re reset your mind and ask yourself the question why are we performing here today mm-hmm. even in the in the netherlands every theater is different so what is the reason that we are doing it here today uh, which sometimes that's not the focus if you are in your your home home base it becomes about something different um But yeah, creations also being in NDT, such a like the the mindset of we are a creative company, everything we do has been created on the company yeah. mostly, or at least adapted to the company, um is so strong. Like this is what creates the identity. Yeah. It's really a big part of NDT's DNA. It yeah. keeps it keeps being mentioned is yeah. the we do more creations, I think in a season than many, many other companies. For sure. And um, and that's what entities, let's say, DNA is woven around, even, mm-hmm. if I can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask you which, um, from your last three years, now that you um, are moving on to your next step, do you have a specific creation process in mind that you're like, wow, this one was, this one was beautiful or insightful or confronting? Uh, one that will stay with you. I think the very first thing I did was creation with Edward Klug. Mm. And first of all, going into a new company, not knowing anything or anybody, what what is the feeling? What what are, what are the hidden messages, stories with no idea? And you yeah. just throw yourself into it. Um, but him being so open and, and honest in so many ways was was really special it's it, it put a good uh, precedent for what was to come i really i really enjoyed it and <laughs> we laughed a lot and my my nickname seba came from him and oh really? yeah he was really great oh i didn't even know yeah, that oh was... i love so i love it learning new, new things now <laughs> i mean feel sorry because <laughs> because you're leaving but still I'm, i mean it's it's Oh, it's so nice. Yeah, because oh, so before, before that, uh, in, in Copenhagen, I was in, in the company, there were two Sebastians, so we, we were called by our last names. I was Haynes and uh-huh. and the other guy, but 
but here, okay, I was the only Sebastian. Normally it's Seb or in Danish you say Besse or something, but no, it became Seba. And then he also asked me, did anyone ever call you that? And I said, yes, my grandmother. And then I realized how that sounded when you don't know the person. But it was great. He, uh, he took it on and it, it infected the whole company. So, wow. Yeah. Sometimes I think that you've been here longer. Yeah. Because I feel like you had such a present... Um, so it's such a presence yeah. and, a, and a voice. Yeah. Um, not only in the work that we were, were you know, performing or that uh, we, we do every day, but also in the things that um, go beyond that in terms of representing the community that you spoke about, you know, of us being, being a body of dancers, you know what I mean? Like mm. there's a community there and you mm. spoke up for a lot of the dancers and we do our own project switch, which you also have had a big part in and I learned a lot from that too. Yeah. I, I, I think I, that's just something that I can express now, like my, yeah. my admiration for you being a beautiful, warm, uh, kind leader and voice, actually. And yeah, I, I, I will always remember you for that. Oh, thank you. I, no, I hope that we, you know, also our paths cross again very soon and I'm sure of that. Do you will the dance community? We're right here. It's small. It's, uh, we see everything. <laughs> yeah, we do. And like you said, I mean, in a couple of months, we check in, see if you flew. If you, <laughs> I'll come back. If I'll you come flew back. or swam or <laughs> drowned. Oh. Help, help, please, please. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Sebastian's talents reach just beyond being an exceptional dancer and performer. He has the ability to lead, voice the opinions of the dancers in the company, and see the bigger picture. He's one of those dancers that you will never hear complain, yet is eager to represent and fight for the well-being of all the people he works with. I am curious to find out more about how he approaches this next phase in his life and how he looks back on the 10 years as a professional dancer in a big dance company. You doing okay? Do you want some more tea? Yeah, yeah. no, it's fine. Do you, good. Yeah, very good. Everything good. So okay. Um, I was still thinking after we talked about it when you said you're gonna be without a schedule mm. for the first time since you were 16, mm. and uh, we mentioned it before, and it, it stayed a little bit in my mind because it was like, yeah, I mean, it's true. We are, we every day we we know what to do. Mm-hmm. Even though there's a lot of factors in our job that uh, where we need to be very flexible mm-hmm. about and that change all the time, mm-hmm. but we are actually very used, just like a lot of people, to have such a routine and schedule. Mm-hmm. And now that you're taking this next step, leaving an institution like NDT or like a big dance company behind, um, yeah, I was wondering what your thoughts are uh, on that. Mm-hmm. And having that, mm-hmm. uh, maybe having to define your own schedule mm-hmm. or or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think the big part is that it's a schedule that we don't have a lot of influence on. Mm-hmm. It's uh, based on the casting that happens or whatever processes we're, we're doing. And this is not something we have direct influence on. Um, so sometimes it's a... 
it's a weird thing because you want to feel so free in what you do, but it's not really like you, you're free within a box, you know, <laughs> or a circle or a square or a triangle, but this is not your shape. You never made the shape. Um, you can fit it very nicely, but uh, maybe it's time to make my own shape a bit mm-hmm. and see if that's even something I can do. Maybe, maybe I need the schedule. Maybe I'm not, maybe I will just uh, let go of, of too many things. But is it, I, sorry. yeah, no, I just think, I think it's important that I, that I try and being young still, it's, it's time to try. Like, uh, I can try. Yeah. yeah. And you can, you feel like you can take that leap of faith in a way and, and take a risk and see what it, where it brings you maybe creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, is it something that, um, is something that frightens you or are you, um, let's say very at peace with it, meaning like you really, you'll see what, what happens uh, or you have any plans or you're like, oh, I have no plans at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it something that brings out some kind of concern or, mm-hmm. or, or fear even? Mm-hmm. Sure. There is concern and fear because it's money, it's, it's mm-hmm. time. And, and how will that look in the future? Now it's been really stable for, many years mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we, also I, I think it's something that I've longed for or asked for that yeah. and yes it might be scary but it's also what I want yeah yeah. because going back to that uh, metaphor of that Jay that you said it is true that we are part of our job I think or the way I see it is to find as much creativity and flexibility within within the frame that we are given whether that frame is our construction of rehearsals within a day or that frame is the actual choreography mm-hmm. i think w- would you would you say it's one of our biggest challenges as a dancer in a company to get creative and stay inspired and um find new things for yourself within let's say sometimes the very clear frame of mm-hmm. a choreography mm-hmm. or the f- clear instructions from a choreographer or uh, a schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for sure it goes both ways. Also, you become many times I'm sure, more creative when you have a, a frame. Like uh, say for Switch, we had the public all four sides. Mm-hmm. It, it forced everybody to, to, to think out of the box or... Now I've been using the app Too Good To Go quite a lot. Like you get the food and you don't know. So, okay, I get home. I'll see what I cook from this food. Wow. This is where also creativity will, will kick in. And now with Corona, everybody's being really creative. Um, but still, I think it's, it's time to discover new boxes and maybe it's not even a box maybe it's a sensation maybe it's a smell maybe it's a feeling like totally. i have to uh, look a bit around it yeah you're almost forcing yourself let's say to change your perspective on things maybe yeah yeah and that's a brave that's a brave choice i think um, yeah and i think in the long run it will be healthy because you're literally, you're literally going, like yeah. you're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow? Like, you, t- 
you told me you're staying in a hotel, all your boxes are shipped and all your boxes are already there. So you are, I'm, that's why I'm so grateful that you're here with me talking because you're, you're really leaving the Hague of for the people that don't know where we are now. Uh, uh, we're in the Hague in the Netherlands and you're really saying goodbye to this place. <laughs> and what a weird season or weird time to do that. You just yeah. mentioned mm. uh, people getting creative mm. during uh, Corona mm. and the uh, spread of COVID-19 mm. and the lockdowns in mm. multiple cities. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe do you, if you reflect on it now, the impact on the company or maybe more the impact on you, because you, you came back from tour actually when, when, mm-hmm. when the lockdown happened. Mm-hmm. You guys were still in Canada, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you came back, you had to go in lockdown. Do you have any, let's say, uh, reflections on that first, those first few weeks maybe, or what was going through your mind then? Mm. Um, and do you still feel the impact now? Mm. I, when we came back, I stayed uh, in the Netherlands for one week and then I went to Copenhagen and stayed for the rest of the time. And in that week, I went out maybe once or twice, like really paralyzed. And then coming back from Copenhagen afterwards, I saw how I left the apartment with all small sticky notes all over, like complete manic. Like uh, I saw my own state of mind, like so uh, pumped up and, and, and frightened. Yeah. Um, that was quite quite a shock actually to come yeah. to come home and see and this was this was how I was feeling. So what drove you to so before you left? How how is was it because of the lockdown that you were going into a little bit of this for sure manic and, and and somehow the the hard cut of the season so far at that point it was uh, it affected me more than I I thought it did. Yeah. Um. Because we had everything planned out. We were going on tour, we were going new creation. We mm-hmm. had many, many more things to do that suddenly were up in the air. Yeah, I think it was a strange moment for, for everyone. And yeah. I mean, you decided to go home then to Denmark. Yeah. Because um, you mentioned to me before that while, you're, while you were here at NDT, mm-hmm. um, you felt that there were still some commitments in Denmark mm-hmm. Um, that you wanted to attend to maybe, mm-hmm. but you were saying a bit about the, the, the struggle between mm-hmm. those two mm-hmm. and that you're happy now to focus more there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Mm-hmm. Uh, what it means also then to be committed to a company mm-hmm. and maybe not having a lot of time for other commitments, especially mm-hmm. not in another country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like we were talking about before, <clears throat> we always either prepare for the next program or the current program while we're also performing this program. So uh, in a season, even though you look at our calendar and there might only be shows in chunks, all the other parts where there are not shows are creations and rehearsals Mm -hmm. and on the show days also. So (laughs) um, there really is just the the Sunday most of the time and then sometimes uh, two days. And on that day, you also want to digest, you want to reflect, you want to recharge. And any 
uh, more information might be might be an overload, especially if you're in the lead up to a premiere or lead up to a tour or or something new you that you want to to pour yourself into. It can be hard to schedule in other things and. Many times these other things get scheduled so tightly in that you also don't really enjoy them fully or express yourself fully or mm-hmm. invest yourself fully. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a full time job and full time commitment to be yeah. in a company. Like Sebastian said, being a dancer at NDT is a full time job. Constant rehearsing, performing, creating, and touring makes it almost impossible to focus on anything else. Trying to balance your work and private life might become quite an ordeal from time to time. This is one of the many sacrifices that we make, but we do it with love and passion for our art. But it makes me question as well, is that imbalance between work and personal life a necessity? Or is there a middle line that is productive, physically and mentally challenging, yet healthy at the same time, allowing time for recovery and space for reflection and perspective? One of the last things we we actually discussed as a company, something that's been, uh, you know, um, there's been more awareness these last couple of weeks about the topic of, of diversity mm-hmm. and systemic racism in institutions. But we in the art form have, let's say we have a voice that can be used in, in a different way, I think, than many other institutions or companies. Sure, yeah. And um, we had a big meeting. We were split up in groups. Um, so... Um, I, I was wondering uh, if you had any anything to share about that or even from your personal uh, experience, if there have been things that, um, yeah, that you want to share or mm-hmm. something that you've noticed or something you realize that maybe could or should change in uh, ballet or contemporary or just in general, like dance world or mm-hmm. arts world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so growing up, many times being <laughs> the only boy, mm-hmm. but also the only person of, of color was uh, was just reality. Like, it was not uh, something I quite understood that there could be a different way. Mm-hmm. So, this is also what should be changed, that the, the kids who are growing up now see the full variety and rainbow of people that are able and capable capable of of being their role role models yeah there was this conversation about should we make this a a, a story you know mm-hmm. the first black uh, male from uh, countryside ballet school uh doing a, a principal role yeah or should it actually not be a subject because that is reality? We are we are all there. Still, I don't know that. I guess the answer is somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, but it was it was just so interesting. Like, okay, it was never really talked about because this is 
good. This is how it should be. But at the same time, it could be there could be so much more, and there should be so much more. So it should also be talked about more. Yeah. Um, especially in a comp- in a company in a, in a country like Denmark, where it's mm, fairly uh, homogenous and and the. Socialism also requires everybody to be quite similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the mindset is that stick, don't stick out, fit in. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But uh, did you feel that as a as a child, or more when you when you like say when you grew up and you became a bit more aware of those things, or did you really experience that already when from a young age? Um, um, I don't think I did, but I wish I had seen more people looking like me, mm-hmm. because that came quite late in my in my upbringing that I saw people who I was like, oh, I could I could be that person, mm-hmm. um, and of course you can also relate to anybody else, but seeing someone who actually looks like you has a big impact on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish there had been more. Especially when it's someone that you, that you look up to. Yeah. Um, do you have Do you have some someone specific in mind, or or no, in terms of uh, a a role model, or or you remember um, that first moment that kind of opened your eyes a bit more? Um, no, it it wasn't that concrete. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was more of becoming older, but. It could have just happened so much earlier if yeah. it, if there had been more conversation. Of course, yeah. So here we are, more conversation. Love yeah, it. I think there is a lot that is not being being said, or mm-hmm. that there is so much room for open conversation about topics that. Uh, I mean, I'm in the middle of educating myself every day now because I feel like I was actually blind. Mm. Like I thought, I mm. I thought my backpack was filled, you know, uh, enough with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Let's say education or context. Mm-hmm. But now I realize that I have no clue, mm-hmm. and that's a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Not even a little bit. It's quite uncomfortable mm-hmm. because I start questioning a lot and mm-hmm. I start thinking about things differently. And mm-hmm. um, so, and right now I was like. I was like, yeah, the only thing I can do right now, in a way, is to really like educate myself more mm. uh, on this. Um, but then this idea came to maybe start this podcast, and not just for this, but I just know that there's some people that they have beautiful things to say, and mm. they're I, I don't know, I want their voice to be heard, mm-hmm. and you're one of those people, and I yeah I I value you know the words that you say or even the words that I think that you don't say because <laughs> that's something that I think I admire a lot about you is that you also know when to be silent <laughs> and that's something that I have to learn <laughs> no, <it's laughs> we, we do it in so different ways everybody it's, uh, it's how we also cope with, with being yeah. but uh, but it's true it's to, to find how how do we work? How do we work together? Yeah. Hmm. Totally. You, I, w- I was thinking about your speech yesterday. <laughs> um, it was really funny because you mentioned that the first time you did etudes, which is what we finished now, 
with the season uh, on the music of Etudes. But you, you, um, you mentioned you had in your costume written down the steps because you were scared to forget them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, <laughs> I mean, I find, I find it hilarious, uh-huh. first of all. Um, but I was also thinking like, oh, like, were you, was that a time when you were in, when you were in ballet school, was that a time where you were really, you know, frightful or um, you were dealing with a lot of uh, fear or pressure or stress for performing or uh, even like, you know, getting your te- technique on a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was, I, I, it made me think about mm-hmm. that and I was wondering to hear your thoughts on that because now, mm-hmm. you know, here you are, you, you've danced in a company for 10 years, mm-hmm. last three years in NDT, mm-hmm. uh, ready for that next step. But if you look back on that time being in ballet school, how, how was that? It was a lot, like there was asked a lot of us and many times with a safety net, but also sometimes without. Mm. And and this uh, sink or swim was uh, something. Mm. We also, our group was quite big. Mm-hmm. Um, the year above me and, and my year, we were quite a few people. So we, we really had each other. Yeah. Um, to go go through that kind of experience together um, and it, it's also why we are so close still today um, I'm going on canoe trip with some of them this summer really so, yeah that's yeah, amazing yeah. I love that um, but it, it's because we really got tested on, on on something that was maybe a bit too big to to actually handle um, for a long time, this etude was the moment I remembered as I, I, I went through this. Mm-hmm. I can do so many things now. It's fine. Like a I, bit of a change, turning point. For sure. For yeah. a long time. Um, and then the good thing about it is it builds so much character and so much strength for something that is just dance. You know, yeah. it's, 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 it's a funny thing. It's like, oh, but it's, 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 it's okay. Like you, you, if you hurt someone, maybe you hurt yourself, but it's, uh, it's not like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, should we be forced into those situations that young and without safety net? I don't know. And when you I say without it. safety net, what, what exactly do you mean by that? Um, like you were not prepared enough and you're there, you know, you might, let's say, fail on stage or, mm-hmm. or, or what, what do you mean exactly? I think the failing on stage was, was actually okay. And mm-hmm. the not being able was also okay. But the mindset of, mm-hmm. of, of pushing and, and, and suffering to be able to produce something mm-hmm. was mm, at some points too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's a big part of me- mental coaching actually yeah. that, um, especially in education of, yes. of dancers, I think is, is missing. Yes. Because yeah, you need to work hard to achieve something, mm-hmm. but I think there's a big, trend almost or mm-hmm. there has been mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. where you need to 
or it's being told that you're, you're being told that you need to suffer mm-hmm. and go through pain and struggle mm-hmm. to achieve something mm-hmm. beautiful on stage. And a part of that can be true sure. because we all work immensely hard mm-hmm. and um, that's not um, unfamiliar to anyone. But there goes, I think that working that hard for achievement should go hand in hand with mm-hmm. guidance, mm-hmm. with mental health mm-hmm. guidance. Because otherwise you take that with you for a long time. And the reason why I asked you about this, uh, like let's say fear in mm-hmm. ballet school is just because I... I, I look back on my time in ballet school and it's given me a lot. Mm-hmm. It's given me the technique I need mm-hmm. and what I use now. Mm-hmm. But I also look back on it and I was like, I didn't feel good for mm-hmm. m- most of those times mm-hmm. because of not like working extremely hard, but not also always knowing how to deal with, with nerves and stress and pressure and being hard for myself yeah. or too hard for myself. And you, I mean, you only realize that after, you know, like you only realize that when you take some steps back. Um, but I guess now, even now, I mean, like a couple of years later to hear from you or to hear from someone else, like, it, it does, it's a real thing. Like, uh, you know, like you're not the only one that is uh, afraid to fail or to, uh, that, you know, something, not everything is going the way you planned. What <clears throat> what was really nice, I saw a documentary about the Royal Danish Ballet School like this past year. Mm-hmm. Like, they followed a, a bunch of kids. And to see where they are today mm-hmm. at a really young age, being able to express their feelings, it, it, being able to really uh, take ownership in, mm-hmm. in a different way, so empowering and so good to see that the, the new generation has this and, and are able to find this whether it's through uh, social media instagram youtube uh just the internet because you have a lot of information at hand mm-hmm. that we might not had have had in that same way um that they're also using it for for themselves you know uh, yes it can also be a scary place and maybe not mm-hmm. the best place because you uh it's a different kind of world and competition mm-hmm. also. But the, the good part of it is that they really have ownership of, of themselves. Mm. Um, there was this one, one girl in the show who had a little brother also in the school. And already at, at this age, she was giving him what she knew she would have needed at, at that age. Wow. That maybe her surroundings didn't see or weren't able to. And that was just like, Wow. You yeah. go, girl. So good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a there, there's there's a real value in in sharing yeah. um, your state or your mental state or your emotions uh, going throughout. You know, like dancing or or an education, ballet education like that, because they're quite tough. Um, there's value in sharing because then you know that it's not abnormal what you're yeah. feeling or what you're going through. Yeah. And I think there is a little bit of a general, um, yeah, tendency to, and not only in ballet. I mean, I I've read a book recently from Brené Brown, Brené Brown, that it 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 it's a trend that you go to work and you shut down your 
private life and your emotions mm -hmm. and you work hard because that's the only way that you're going to achieve things mm -hmm. if you shut down, you know, other distractions. I mean, this book was basically saying the opposite, mm -hmm. that we achieve great things because of our humanity, because of our big range of emotions. Mm -hmm. And if you take them with you and they are a conversation that can be happening at workspace, it will be beneficial for all the parties. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. yeah. And I believe that that can be applied in dance companies yeah. and dance communities as well. Yeah. We are no longer, I think, in this era of, like, you know, like you just got to do what you're told and you leave out your emotions and you're just going to be, you know, in, you, there's a, I think there's a balance between being professional and being, you, you know, your, your own person yes. with your wide range of emotions, yes. whether you're having a bad day or a good day. Yes. And, and I think that itself is an, is an art. Yeah. It, it's not necessary to shut doors when you walk into your workspace, whether that workspace is uh, a workshop place, an office, um, a bar, a cafe. It's, I think that's, and I think it's important and it's true. I think what you say that there's a younger generation now or our generation, basically, that I think like we have that, we have that power, I think, to bring that with us. Absolutely. And also we're, we're lucky in, in many times in the company setting that we're really close, like physically close and, yeah. and already sharing a lot of things. So we have the foundation for, for more very, very fast. Yeah. Um, like we don't have to get to know each other in that way. Like we already know each other quite well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, like you said earlier, it's a, it's a big family, yeah. whether you like it or not. And it yeah. was mentioned yesterday in the goodbye speeches as well. Yeah. It's, uh, you piss each other off sometimes <laughs> as well, but that's what happens also, you know, when you work together that closely, when you tour together, you, you know, you dance together, you eat, you, you're on the bus together, you travel. It's, you, yeah, it's, it's inevitable that, you know, things, you know, are so interconnected with each other. Is there, uh, is there anything that you'd like to say? I was thinking an advice for, um, someone that maybe is still either in their education or in a company right now. Mm. Um, when you look back on it, mm. Is there, is there anything that you're like, oh, I, I wish I can share this right mm. now with the people that are going through that? Um, yeah, it's always or, this feeling of enjoyment, you know, take it and run with it, have fun with it. See, like this, <clears throat> the studio is one big box, you know, you can fill it with anything. It can be a dragon in the sky, it can be a forest and a beach, like you can really fill it with anything. Um, even when you're doing your plies or tondus, this can be be part of it. Many years I had a little, like, uh, imaginary figure on my shoulder. Uh, she helped me, especially when I was stressed. That's amazing. <laughs> it was what did she look like? She was like, is she, she, was, she had a big head. <laughs> she was this little. And then she had a tail. Um, but yeah, have fun. Like, yeah. go for it. Sing songs, <laughs> even if you don't sing very well. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, something I see about you, you, you see, you see the positive side really of everything and you, that really transcends your dancing and transcends, you know, your, your approach. You feel that mm-hmm. it kind of shines through, I think, a lot of the things you do and mm-hmm. your, your presence mm-hmm. and I think that's something that I definitely will take with me also mm-hmm. to my next uh, season, which will be my last season with NAD2. Um, something that something I say, say to myself now is like, I don't want to look back and be like, oh, I was, I was so caught up in this or complaining about that. Or I want to look back on it and see like, oh, I had like a fucking good time. Mm-hmm. Like it was rough, but... And, and this is something that, I mean, for me personally, it helps me to go sometimes in the middle of the day, be like, like kind of forward a couple of years and being like, fuck, I miss this. <laughs> or, or, or why did I not, you know, enjoy it in, in that moment? Because I do for the most part, but there are always things, you know, when you get familiar with a, an institution mm-hmm. or a mm-hmm. structure mm-hmm. or, you know, certain routine. people, routine. Mm-hmm you start zooming in on things and there's always things that, you know, they don't, they're not as exactly as you want them to be. Mm-hmm. But I think for, for me, that's a bit my challenge now to see past it. And, well, maybe not see past it, maybe try and change some of the things where, where possible, but, but see the good and like enjoy this time that I have here. Cause it might, for me, it might be over in a year mm-hmm. and it won't necessarily be my, my own choice. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I will definitely also take that advice from you. Yeah, and a big part of our job is to create safe space to feel emotions, uh, whether it's because we create a mood or facilitate some kind of story or whatever. It's it's just about creating a safe space to feel and just be mm. as the audience, as the dancer. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's some beautiful words. To finish, I think, this uh, our time together. Uh, thank you so much for, you know, for coming to my home <laughs> the day before. Home. And thank you for your food, <laughs> for the cake. Thank you for the tea. It's on, been great. Uh, on the record. <laughs> I love it. Oh, delicious. Well, yeah, I mean, if I want to have people in my home over um, <laughs> these coming weeks, then I got to, you know, step up my game as a host, you know. <laughs> you do great. Uh, no, thank you so much. Um, I hope you have a great travel tomorrow. Um, I wish you all the best for your new journey to come. Um, we'll be in touch for sure. Yes. Um, we'll check in in a couple of months. Maybe we can do another session and see how you've been doing. For sure. Uh, I would really love that. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this very first episode of my new podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. Starting from the next episode, I will be equipped with a new microphone. So that's really exciting. And it will also give you a bit of a better listening experience. If you're into the show, feel free to share it with family or friends or with anyone that might be interested, really. And you can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other podcast streaming services. I'm always open for feedback, suggestions, or questions, which you can post through the anchor link, or you can just reach out on Instagram. Thanks again for tuning in, and hopefully till next time.